QVC Quality Violent Cinema. Uh, welcome to QVC. We have uh, Felicia Fisher with us today. Uh, welcome. Uh, you've been on a couple times, but for new for the YouTube channel. So, because we've done a couple screenings with you, and it's always a pleasure having you on. So, thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, no, for sure. You've definitely become like such a staple in the extreme cinema now, um, which is, you know, so it's cool. So it's good to see and good to, good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, nice to finally see you too. I feel like, yeah, I've just heard your voice the last couple of times, right? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, we were trying to push back the the YouTube thing just to kind of get it figured out first. And mm -hmm. It wasn't like we were afraid to show our face or anything. It was just more just like figuring out, you know? Yeah, totally. But um, so what kind of got you into what you do? Um, yeah, what aspect of what I do? Well, I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I do sure, a lot. Sorry. I know. Well, let's, like, let's do more of like an introduction for anybody that doesn't know. Because you, you have like, you know, obviously, like you're saying, multiple sides of you. You have what the you do in your, your fetish world and then what you do in your um, porn world and then uh, acting world. And there's you just have your hands in a lot of things. So yeah. um, if you want to do like a short description of what you do, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, well, hi, everybody. My name is Felicia Fisher. Always got to start with that. Um, <laughs> I am a phone sex operator and I'm a fetish model. Um, along with that, I um, do fetish clips. Uh, I've been in Hustler Magazine a couple times now um, for my art and also as a model. Um, I am also in horror movies. If you're here today, that's probably where you recognize me from. Um, I've worked with uh, A Baroque House and Putrid Productions uh, several times now. Um, I've also worked with a couple other directors like uh, Victor Bonacore and Jesse Sites. And I hope to work with many more. Um, yeah, I think that's who I am. I don't know. <laughs> Well, sorry to sum yourself up in like a few sentences, I get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So when it comes to mindsets for when you get into horror versus like say um, fetish, do you feel that there's like a, a big difference in the mindset you get yourself into? Well, TBH, like um, a lot of the horror films I've done so far have been like very fetish heavy. Mm -hmm. Like going back to my work with Sam Hell, there's like, like a lot of spit and vomiting and masturbating and like pissing and stuff that I like tend to do in my clips as well. Um, and then like working with um, John Doe, yeah, it's the same where it's like, there's a lot of like fetish influences to it. Mm -hmm. So like in that way, I feel like I get into Felicia Fisher mode or whatever when I'm on set. Um, but I mean, having worked on other sets now, like working for Jesse and working for Victor, yeah, I feel like it, it is kind of a different headspace. Like then it's just like, I kind of like click into like, okay, this is my character. This is who I am. Whereas like with the fetish stuff, it's kind of like an extension of who I already am as a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you've, and, you, and you're kind of in a way almost typecasted because like you have, like you're doing a fetish. So you're known for that fetish. So like you're almost playing yourself in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, what's been the role that you feel like you haven't played yourself and you've had to like take yourself out of Felisa Fisher you know yeah um 
I mean, working um, on American guinea pig was definitely much like that. That was my first time as like a scream queen. So mm. like it was my first time like being in lots of pain, screaming. Like there was some of that in like green hell mm-hmm. I think, and fluid fields and sea of blood too. But um, it was very much just like there wasn't much. I don't want to give away too much. But, no, I get you. <laughs> um, there was a lot of screaming. <laughs> and things that I don't situations I don't usually find myself in so yeah yeah that was a bit of a stretch that was different um yeah I I don't know I really want to get into more roles though mm-hmm. that being said I mean like with the um, like the porn I do like the fetish like clips and stuff like that involves a lot of acting but mm-hmm. you know it only goes so far because like gets put on the clip sites and like the guys get into it or whatever but yeah like it it isn't as like deep as like filming like an entire like production with somebody mm-hmm. and having that being put out like to the masses that aren't necessarily into those fetishes, you know, like mm-hmm. having my work analyzed, not because it makes you come quickly, but because like you enjoy like the weird stuff I'm doing or whatever, you know. Uh, has making horror movies helped your porn career or vice versa? Um, I feel like it has in some ways. I've thought about this question. Like, I feel like more people know about my porn work because of the horror I've done. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they found me through, like, blogs or podcasts or interviews or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, that being said, like, those people aren't necessarily going to be into my porn. Um, Yeah. However, like, people have, like, looked into my porn, hit me up on, like, the chat sites I'm on, and then I've been able to tell them about horror. And then they've like looked into that as well. But those people aren't necessarily into horror. So yeah. it's like, especially like really like the extreme stuff that I do. So mm-hmm. I think um, they might help each other, but it's not really anything that boosted one to like yeah. the other. Cause yeah. you don't know like how many people are into either, you know, cause there's probably some, you know, people that really love what you do when it comes to the film, but they just don't want to see you that way in some reason, you know, in, in porn. Yeah. So they're like, I just don't want to see that, you know? So you, know, yeah. you just never know. So it's maybe that their thing so yeah definitely I think the blood throws a lot of people off like I've had people hit me up for like the barf stuff and then like they see that I do movies like spit and they're like I don't need all that blood or like yeah. <laughs> they see like my like soft court stuff and they're like I don't need to see you throw up like mm-hmm. yeah yeah so do you feel like you keep doing vomit because it's like popular and what you're known for or do you feel like you're ever gonna just like I don't do that anymore I don't know. I used to do it like in my regular life before I ever did it on film. And then now I don't really do it in my regular life. And I thought about that. I'm like, is this like going to be like the end of an era eventually? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm down to keep getting booked for it until like I totally can't take it anymore mm-hmm. or people get sick of me doing it. No pun intended. Um, I do wonder if like that will that day will come where people are just like, uh, we've seen it we're done like yeah um but yeah I mean and that may not even be just because of your work or just because they're tired of seeing you know it could be vomit gore you know like the whole uh vomit trilogy there's you know people are just kind of maybe just over that style of cinema so it may not even just because of you but you yeah, definitely had a big staple in it and so especially with your work with Sam Howell like I, I appreciate all the 
um, all the stuff you did with him. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah, that was a really amazing time. That was wonderful. I mean, he's the whole reason I'm doing all of this stuff. So yeah. I'm very thankful to have experienced that with him. It's crazy. It's really wild to like reflect on, like if I didn't like answer his Twitter DM and I wasn't out in LA that week, like would any of this ever happen? Right. You know? like, do you like, feel like you worked doing? with Jonathan Doe if you hadn't worked with Sam Howell? I don't know. Like, I know that um, they run in, like, sort of similar circles, I think, but they don't really, like, know each other like that. Right. Um, so I do wonder if John would have, like, found me through my vomit stuff, like, that I have on other websites and hit me up. But I don't know. I really don't know. Um, have you been asked to be anything else uh, in horror projects besides, you know, what you've been doing? Like, you got any new projects? Besides Barf Girl. Um, <laughs> Barf Girl. Well, <laughs> uh, like, do I have any, like, things in the works, like, in yeah. general? or Yeah, like, yeah, any I projects mean, that are in horror besides, I know you had Thrust okay. that came out, and, like, you have the guinea pigs out, but is there any other, like, pre-production stuff that you've been asked about? I'm actually working on something next week. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many um, beans I can spill, but um, I will be working with Jonathan Doe again. In oh, Chicago. okay. So, okay. And with uh, Miss um, Puck and all that. Little Puck. Little yeah, Puck. Little Puck. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I always forget like how much is like out there and how much I need to keep a secret. <laughs> but yeah, we're all um, working together next week. And oh, yeah, and who's the third person? I'm not really familiar with uh, the third person. That person, um, I they aren't going to be on set next week. I think oh, they okay. had a separate part in the movie that you will learn about when you yeah. watch it. <laughs> Hashtag no spoilers. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck to say, I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to spoil yeah. it, but I'm just kind of curious with um, if anything you might be able to say. But um, What can I say? Um, that's a fun word that I could just throw out there. <laughs> latex gag okay, okay. i mean i've seen <laughs> what the the image is like it kind of gave a pretty good depiction at least like the cover that he put with the, oh, yeah. the lips the gag uh, and everything yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah that's lips pretty cool. mm-hmm. they do there yeah. there might be more another another phrase lips no. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it latex lips and something else. Gag. <laughs> Gag. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on your role in the new guinea pig? I love it. Um, it was a lot on my body, TBH. Like if you guys, well, obviously you've seen the picture. That's like what the default is mm. um, for this show. But yeah, I, it was pretty hardcore at the end of it jesse was like you turned white like you are so pale do you need a snack like are you all right please take a shower (laughs) like sit down um yeah it was really hardcore in some regards um which is surprising considering the fact that i've like vomited and like pissed all over like a dead body but like like well not a real dead body but not a real dead body but like (laughs) it it was very intense on my body um yeah and yeah I was like very into it um yeah I think you guys are really gonna like it Uh, Mm -hmm. it's really coming together I hope that it gets released soon I know that 
they're still like deep in production. Like my part was just like a small part and like a big part of like the movie, you know. But yeah, it was very intense. It was really exciting. Yeah, I'm so thankful that I was part of that project. Like I've said this in other interviews, I believe, but it's just so crazy because I remember being in high school and like a Serbian film was a thing and people would like talk about it. Like my friends that went on like 4chan and stuff would be like, this movie's so fucked up. This mm-hmm. movie's crazy. And now it's like, I get to be in a movie that was put out by the company that put out that movie. Like, yeah. It's like, insane. <laughs> like, yeah. I really hope I get to work with Unearthed more on an unrelated note, like more projects put out by them or whatever. Like that would be so fucking sick. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're, you're at like, you're at a peak, right? You know, it's about to pop off, you know, for sure. Cause you have the like, pretty big things that just came out and that's just a, almost like your start for everything. And that's a pretty good start for when you look at like a lot of other people's careers. So, I mean, yeah. I see some really good stuff coming up for you. Thank you. I hope so. Tell Stephen Byro I said hello <laughs> and call me, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you feel like any of your fetishes are becoming difficult? to keep going Mm, I mean not really I mean like I said like I don't do like vomit stuff in my spare Mm -hmm. time anymore so like when I do it it's like don't have like a lot of experience since the last time I did it I haven't even been shooting clips like that often Mm -hmm. um in terms of difficult in other ways not really I mean like sometimes I get tired and I don't always want to film like customs and stuff like that. Or I don't always want to film clips. Like, I think that might be the hardest part of the job, just creating the content and putting it out there. Cause like, I always have an appreciation for like fetishes and fetish stuff that I do like in my spare time and on film, but it's just like the production side of it all is like starting to kind of get to me. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, it's very physical too. So, I mean, it's obviously exhausting. You're not just like saying a scene, you're like putting yourself into it. So yeah, it's it's exerting. Yeah. For like the bar fetish stuff, especially gets really messy or like pee stuff gets really messy or like ass worship stuff, just like putting the camera in the right place. And like, it's not even a real person's face or whatever. So (laughs) it's just me like talking and like that can be, kind of a lot at times I don't know um I mean all of that being said I love what I do and I love fetish and kink and Mm -hmm. yeah fun fact I've been celibate on and off for like the last couple years though which is like really fascinating Mm -hmm. like doing that stuff and then being like damn I'm not getting this in my spare time (laughs) like (laughs) I don't think a lot of people know that about me like (laughs) my vow of celibacy (laughs) yeah yeah so what kind of, what, what stemmed that, like what started the whole sobriety? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the celibacy sobriety thing kind of went like hand in hand. I kind of just like hit a point in 2020 where things just were really hard, both because of COVID and then like personal stuff I was dealing with. And I know I was like drinking and stuff like that just to cover up those feelings. And it kind of hit like a peak where it's like, my relationships aren't good, like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. like my alcohol intake isn't good. This isn't a good situation. And I started speaking to someone about it. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to fucking quit, like, and see what happens. Maybe life will get better mm-hmm. for the most part. 
and then tried putting myself out there again was not the best so (laughs) um I'm back at it again and yeah back to being sober again and it's great I guess I don't know if reality is great (laughs) Um, yeah it depends on like why you drink and like they're definitely there's sometimes it's it's a good time to just to take away like more just evaluating like why are you doing this like why am I and it doesn't necessarily mean like it's a you know always a bad thing but it's just a good time to like take a break and understand like why are you you know like do you do it for because you're trying to escape or do you do it because you're just trying to have fun or is it a social thing you know yeah and like it's gone back and forth between like being an escape and then being like a social thing because like I mean when I was younger I'd go to like punk shows a lot and like parties and like it's always fun to like have some drinks or like Mm -hmm. working retail like always fun to go out with like the homies after work Mm -hmm. and then it's just like at this stage in my life it's like I'm not leaving the damn house (laughs) I'm not like working with anybody else besides like my close friends like I really have no reason to be drinking like I don't like it just it loses its fun too it's like what are you celebrating like it reaches a point where it's just like you're drinking like and like going out and like partying it's like what is this what is there to celebrate right now like yeah. I could be working on myself and since I became sober I've like really gotten myself in the hobbies and like yeah yeah and I feel like I mean this this whole um thing that I'm doing wouldn't be with if I didn't quit a few substances so um so what got you into sex work um you know <laughs> uh I want to preface this with it's probably like the realest answer I've ever given. Um, I want to preface this with this isn't the case for every single sex worker, but personally, after being in like some really like abusive relationships, I found it very empowering to be in a position like that where I could define like my role in a situation with somebody else and feel like I was benefiting benefiting it from it and like. I was safer in it than like the relationships I had been in, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was a big motivator for me. Um, also money, also Craigslist. <laughs> That's how I got into it. Um, yeah. I mean, I started like right after I got out of an awful relationship and I was really just like looking to like fill the void and try new things and make money. And I did it and it was successful. And from there, like I started camming, I started doing other fetish work and I'm very fortunate to say that it was all just stuff I really enjoyed doing and didn't want to stop. So I didn't stop and I haven't stopped. Um, Yeah, that's why I got into it. I don't know. Mm. I feel like normally like people ask that question and I kind of just like dance around it but or no I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question like worded like that so I've never mm. really been able to like answer it in that way but well, Jonathan kind of asked that he, he indirectly asked that question in one of his interviews but yeah I yeah I mean that's pretty much why which is like feels good talking about it now it was really helpful for me um and yeah I don't regret it I am very happy to be here. I think Mm -hmm. this is the most financially stable I'll ever be (laughs) Mm -hmm. like in the world that we live in today. You know, like I don't see myself getting another job that's as like well-paying, stable, flexible with like the health issues I have, like everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you feel like there's a self-empowerment in the fetish and the porn? 
Uh, personally, yeah. I mean, at least back in the day, I definitely saw it that way. Um, I know that isn't the case for like everybody too. Mm -hmm. I think that is like important because like, you know, a lot of people want to be like sex work is like so empowering. And it's like, is working a job empowering? Is well, paying bills empowering? <laughs> like, I mean, if, you, if you're making your own and you're doing your own production, mm -hmm. and then maybe uh, you could definitely yeah. claim that for your own self private. But if you're working for another yeah. production group that can, you know, it can be iffy, I'm sure. Yeah, so. I mean, that as well. Yeah. Like personally, yeah, I found that it can be very empowering. But that being said, like a lot of people treat me like shit because of what I do. Like it really sucks. Like dating. Or they look down on you just because they're yeah. like, oh, you do that. Oh, you know. Looking down. Yeah. I mean, there's people that just want to like look down on you. There's people like you can be denied a bank account for being a sex worker. Really? You can be denied housing. Oh, yeah. They have morality mm. clauses in um a lot of like banks, terms of services. And if they find mm. out what you do, then your account can get shut down like immediately. Crazy. Um, and real just because they just don't want their money tied into certain things. It's because they are, it's like morality. Yeah. Like they don't, they see it as like bad business. Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot with like marijuana as well. And I think that's because yeah. federally it's still illegal. But like if someone is doing like quote unquote legal sex work, like they can still get shut down if they have income coming in from like OnlyFans or whatever into their account and the bank like catches wind of it. It's that hmm. really so you, yeah that's that's crazy so you almost have to like find other ways of looping the money in and then you're like getting caught for laundering essentially like i'm not trying to launder <laughs> yeah i mean it's not like, like that for everybody but like there are some banks that will accept you and then there are some banks where you can kind of skirt under the radar but mm -hmm. yeah i mean financial discrimination is a huge thing um housing discrimination like trying to apply for a job after being in sex work forever and they see the gap on the resume like you can't just be like i was working at a strip club usually like a mm -hmm. month like you never know how that will go with somebody you know it's frustrating i mean like it's yeah so all of that's to say like it's empowering in some regards but in other regards like people still make you feel really bad for doing it but uh, that's a them yeah. thing and then also, like, if say if you're trying to get new work and you're trying to show your resume and you're like, well, I've been, what have you been doing the past 10 years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like nothing to do with, you know, you just want to change your career. You know, some people just don't want to. And then all of a sudden they're like stuck in that career because they can't escape it, you know? Yeah. But that's like purely because like people in like outside of the adult industry want to make it hard for people in the adult industry you know like if they actually like all of these groups that want to shut down Pornhub want to shut down like adult film like they don't put into account that there's still really real discrimination when it comes to getting into like other fields of work or like they mm. don't care about us they just care about like their mission it's really frustrating yeah um yeah they just yeah. want to feel good and empowered because they like it's this right trip or like this head trip of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. So, <laughs> so we talked about a little bit about um, latex and have you gotten into latex and leather in your career before? Yeah, um, I started working with a model named 
Jay Luceria back in 2019, I think. She was one of the first people I ever met that uh, was doing like hairy stuff and also latex stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I've always been aware of latex. I've always been aware of leather, but it was the first time it really like piqued my interest and I got to try on like some of her clothes. And I was like, damn, this is cool. And like, I do own latex now. Um, I own some leather stuff as well. I think it's hot, but I will say like coming from like a DIY slash broke like background. Um, I've always been really into like using what I have available to like do things and like mm-hmm. not aiming for things that are like ex- insanely expensive. Like the right. idea of unless someone wants to with- buy you something and then do a video with it. You know, kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. But even then it's like I'm not always gonna pull on like the letter like the latex leggings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like buying a $500 cat suit just seems really silly at this stage in my life. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like how it looks. I like how it feels, but it's just not something I incorporate in like my everyday life always. Yeah. That being said, I do have latex videos online. If you want to come look for them. What's uh? I know there's different methods of putting on, like you either do like a powder based or you do um, um, lube or you kind of, or there's like ones you can like set it. So basically it's like permanently. What was your method when you did it? Yeah, I used the lube personally. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand the powder. I think the powder, I know you can dust them with cornstarch to keep them like dry in between wears, but um, yeah, just lube. Why do you ask? <laughs> I was curious. I watched a video on it and I was just curious and I was like, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I think the lube helps it like slide on. Like it's kind of like you're a hot dog going Mm -hmm. into a condom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's a weird feeling. Especially it gets sticky afterwards after a while and you're like, you know, what lube does. Like, so I'm sure it's. Yeah, and you sweat so much in there too. Like you see these like beautiful like fetish models wearing like latex and then they're like dripping with sweat and like they peel off the leggings and like there's just like a pool of sweat. That was my Right, opinion. right. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it might be a good way of detoxing, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. <What? laughs> like just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will get into latex. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Do a juice cleanse. Put on the cat suit. Just call it a night. <laughs> You're just sitting there in a cat suit drinking juice. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm detoxing, bro. <laughs> um. So, do you have a pretty large collection of sex toys since you're in that industry? Yes. Uh, before I worked as a cam model, I was working at an adult store and then I continued working at a couple other adult stores during that time. So (laughs) I have a humongous collection. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy. I mean, when it comes like, so I also do like cam shows, like Mm -hmm. bone sex and like cam on this one website. Um, look me up. Um, and yeah, I, I don't use all of them. Sometimes I like, I guess I like rotate between like 10 different toys, but then I also have like two huge bags worth of like toys and like gear and stuff like that, that I just don't touch. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I've like definitely like washed and boiled and donated some like um, non-porous toys to people just because I feel silly because like 
I'm not fucking like, and I'm not using them. So they're just kind of like sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is there a market for that? It's like selling used toys. I mean, I'm sure there is, but. I personally donated them to people that do like fetish events and stuff okay. like that. But I know for sure. Um, yes, they do want that. People want that very bad, but mm-hmm. I don't know how like extreme, how, <laughs> how much I can go onto this on YouTube, but, um, it peels off. I'm talking about yeah 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 so, <laughs> so it doesn't stick stick around so you need a porous stick. you need a porous something <laughs> but then like the porous ones smell awful because like yeah. they aren't like regulated so it's just like a mixture of like weird plastics usually mm. so it's like yeah like that's like just as fucked up mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know yeah like yeah it's a nice idea Personally, I'm not into it. I'm sure somebody wants like the Listerine strips to like. <laughs> uh. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, there's all types of stuff, and like when it comes to you know, fetish of like what people want from you, you know, yeah, a tissue or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know if people have asked me personally for tissues, but I've seen it be done on the internet Mm -hmm. before yeah I've gotten all kinds of requests for all kinds of things I only yeah I won't do all of them but like yeah yeah, people want a lot of different things what are some you refused I don't know like um like panties that have like skid marks in it oh like that like shipping like yeah like use toilet tissues stuff Mm -hmm. like that or yeah like people are like i want you to send me panties and i want them to be wet still and it's like you know they're gonna oh. roll, so. <laughs> like i don't know what you i don't know how you imagine this to like work in your mind but it doesn't work like that like yeah i don't know i can't i feel like people have also asked for sex toys and i've said no just because it's like i i don't think it's what they actually think it's gonna be mm-hmm. i'm just like no but yeah, usually, yeah, I haven't even shipped anything to anyone in a while. I think the most interesting thing I've sent to somebody is like my sneakers. People have definitely bought my used sneakers. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely still selling them if anybody would want some. So hit me up. But um, yeah, yeah, it's very fascinating to me knowing that people will buy something that I've worn like that. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny because, you know, like, usually, like, you'll have to go to a consignment store and they'll be like, I'll give you $5. And you get sell to some fetish person, like, $500. Exactly. <laughs> like, literally. Crazy I, profit market. <laughs> every time before I go to the consignment store, I look at the item and I'm like, where can I sell this? Where would I get the most money? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So what um, what was, what did you start selling? Was it panties to start? Yeah. Yeah, like way, way back when um, I definitely started selling my panties um, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, people also wanted like my sweaty t-shirts, sweaty socks. Uh, But yeah, panties came first. And that was really interesting. Like I had no idea there was like a market for that. And then I got like my first customer and then I had like 10 emails from other customers. And I was like, holy shit. 
like it was truly an era I don't think you can do stuff like that anymore <laughs> is that kind of like a, a word of mouth of like friends telling friends of like you know like how does that even work when it comes to getting new clientele back in the day there were websites you were oh, able okay. to do that stuff on and I think there still are but um I mean especially ever since like FOSTA SESTA in 2018 which like really in um prohibited what you could say online in terms of like adult um like meeting up with other consenting adults for consenting adult things like Mm -hmm. it's been difficult to like post ads and stuff like that but yeah I mean when there's a will there's a way I would say go online and you'll probably find somebody selling them um yeah it was very different when I started so yeah, because I yeah, because even Craigslist, I feel like it used to be a little bit more credible, and oh, yeah. now everyone's just like, nope, I don't want to get scammed or murdered. <laughs> so much. I mean, Fasta Sesta. I was online. I used to spend hours of my life on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I would fun. never call anybody. I just love reading the personals. They were just fucking hilarious. I mean, some of them. They're just like some of them are like, what the hell, dude. <laughs> I used to meet up with people from there. I was like wild when I was younger. Yeah. Um, that was like my jam. And no, I remember those days of like of just yeah. So when it comes to like how weird Craigslist was for a second, yeah. It was incredible. And then like it was like February first, twenty twenty or twenty eighteen. Like they shut down the personals and everything. Mm-hmm. And they had something up about Fasta Sesta, and I was like, damn. Like a lot of people I knew were out of work. Like, yeah, very thankful that I was not like focused on that at that time. Mm-hmm. But it was like fucked, man. Like it really sucked. Yeah, almost like if only fans actually did go out, like it almost did. Like that would have taken out so many people. Seriously, mm-hmm. like I don't think like our government or senators or anybody like thinks about like the repercussions of if you were just to like yoink like a bunch of people's income, a bunch of people that obviously need like money. What the fuck is gonna happen? Where are these people going to go, especially if we have the same discrimination bullshit happening, like where Mm -hmm. you can't easily get employment after having a gap in your resume, you can't easily get housing, you can't blah, 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 like sucks. It really sucks. This country's Mm -hmm. fucked, man. Like it really fucking sucks. Like there's Mm -hmm. literally countries where like sex work is like fully decriminalized or like like legalized. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of what it is. But I mean, I don't know if it's going to get worse, or um, we'll see. But um, are there things uh, that you wanted to explore in porn, but you're intimidated? I don't know. Like, hmm, good question. Um, like I'm gonna have to look at my answer. <laughs> I didn't answer that question. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I don't think so. There's a lot of things I won't do just because I like don't really put myself out there like I used to, you know, Um, like I don't go around doing like boy girl, like penetration videos. I don't go around doing like anal or like orgies or anything like that um not necessarily because I'm like scared or intimidated but just because like the price hasn't been right Mm -hmm. or there hasn't been somebody that I'm interested in shooting with or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah 
like I'm just kind of picky in that way which is like a privilege for sure but it's like something that I've just been content with like not doing for a long time so you haven't done any full penetration videos I have um with strap-ons with some friends and then uh I did my first boy girl video like that last year and it was okay (laughs) um (laughs) I kind of had a falling out with that person so I don't know it's out there but um it it was a really great video we did some really like good work um I was holding out for um like a company to hit me up like I like had fantasies about like okay when I was younger I was like like burning angel evil angel like I would be one of those girls like I'm gonna do do it all do the whipped cream everything and then like they never like booked me even though I put myself out there and like other companies that I've reached out to that I'd be interested in just haven't hit me back and finally I found somebody that like was willing to do the paperwork for me like I was able to like work on camera and I was like okay let's do this this will be hot and it was hot um yeah but I feel like the next time I do that it will either be for like big money or with somebody that I'm like comfortable with in that way I don't know part of me is like should I just get on tinder and like put myself out there and be like I'm only gonna hook up with you if you're gonna shoot with me but I don't know I'm shy (laughs) (laughs) I'm shy these days (laughs) and then people don't always want to do the paperwork too which is really annoying like yeah 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 you forget about all the the extra stuff you have to deal with yeah it's so much bullshit like you like okay so many motherfuckers have been like I'll shoot with you I want to shoot with you let's do it I love your job and then like I'm like okay I need a copy of your ID I need you to do the 2257 document and I need you to do this like two-page sheet of paperwork for me and I'll give you the same so you can have my info too and then they're like do I have to? I don't know if I want to give you my ID. I don't know if I can do that. And then it's a job. Yeah. <laughs> like, let alone getting tested. Like recently I yeah. saw somebody that was like into it. And I'm like, okay, go get tested. And he never texted me back. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he did and he realized like, oh sure. <laughs> yeah, or something. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. It's very frustrating. There's a lot of unreliable people that like fetishize what like I do for work. And then like when they want to get into it too, they're just like, I don't know if I can do that. Well, it's like any job. You have to put the legwork. You have to do the work. You have to do a lot to set yourself up. It's building your clientele. You're building your business. You're building a name yeah. for yourself. It's it's just like anything else, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But you get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> or dick, you whatever puppy. you're looking for. Except yeah. if you sign this fucking sheet of paper, like we'll cover your face, everything. It's very annoying. Yeah. Very annoying. Yeah. I bet. Like, yeah. So um so what got you into um like the phone sex operating? Yeah. Um I was working at an adult bookstore. And somebody came in and was like talking about it and like told me about um, the website I'm on, Nightflirt. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Is this real? It doesn't seem real. And like I put together my account and everything. And I got like a call one morning that was like my first real call. And we talked for like three hours. 
And I was like, holy fucking shit, this is real. People actually want to call me and talk. Like, I didn't think this was like something that people wanted, like in the, this was like 2017. Like, I didn't think people wanted it in like this era, you know, but they do. Like, I still definitely get calls. Like, there's definitely people that want to call. So from that day onwards, I just fucking started doing it all the time. It, um, like I transitioned from being on like cam sites to being on the phone sites. Yeah. Yeah. You feel it's better. Is it more lucrative? I I prefer it. Um, it can be comparable at times, but I feel like there's like less effort at times that has to be right well because you don't have to, like your show like your face mm-hmm. is not involved it's just like your voice and so you can kind of focus on it i mean i get that i mean like doing the those pod versus like the pod versus recording and once i added the uh video element i'm like mm-hmm. oh shit i mean yeah. and it's fine i'm glad that i did it but like it was it's it's a totally different beast yeah it's very different and i mean it works different parts of your brain too like on cam like I'll just like I would find myself just like staring into space or being like what the fuck do I do now fuck mm-hmm. I forgot to smile fuck <laughs> like and like on the phone stuff it's like I'm hanging out and then I get a call and then I need to just be like very in it the entire time mentally and I need to like be thinking on my feet and be like improving, like keeping in mind what this person like is interested in who they are if they've called me before <laughs> So yeah, it's a lot more like mentally inclined as opposed to like visually, which I feel like I like really get into at times. Is it mostly like role play or are you just kind of like saying dirty things to their ears like kind of thing? Definitely role play. I get a lot of role play people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that just want like the dirty talk or whatever. Um, and then there are people that want like the fetish doming type stuff, which I guess like falls into like role play. But mm-hmm. yeah, a little of both, honestly, but mostly role play, I'd say. Yeah. It's great. Have you ever have you hung up because of uh, anyone being inappropriate? Yeah. So I'm very strict about like sticking to the website's rules. Um, I don't mm-hmm. want my account shut down. I don't want to deal with like bullshit. <laughs> like, so I will tell people that like I won't break the rules, which like generally will be like people looking for like I don't know taboo or like pee or like whatever and I'm like no I don't do that and then like I I do but not for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah like not here um and then like I don't know I don't do race play or anything like Mm. that um so like if they start talking like that then I'll be like I'm not fucking doing that but yeah and then they'll like blow up at me or be like well, why not why not and then like mm-hmm. I hang up on them mm-hmm. yeah I mean it, it goes either way usually like they hang up on me or they try to like fight their case mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know why you're arguing right now I'm not going to do it like yeah are there cases uh, where people were like all right I'm I'm finished I hang up and they don't really talk to you right afterwards or do they kind of like you know chit chat with you after how do you know that people do that? Because <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I mean, yes, I, uh, I I did when I was like twenty. Uh, this is like sixteen years ago. So. Okay. You wouldn't have called me five years ago. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. No. People. I get both, and it's always just like I understand where it comes from when you just want to hang up, but yeah. it's like, why don't you like? 
say thank you. Right, like, or something. I'm always, like, difficult. Like, you can afford to say, you know, a little bit longer. <laughs> like, oh, like, little, like, thank you, baby. That was great. Have a good night. Goes a long way with me. Yeah. Like, I would really appreciate it. But if they don't, it's fine. Like, I understand. I'm not there, like, to be a mean person. Unless I am. But, right. <laughs> yeah. No, to be honest, I did phone sex like operating once just to see what it was all about. I had yeah. a really weird experience, and then I was just like, I'm done. It was yeah. just, well, it was just like the girl just like she didn't seem like to know what I was into, and then just kind of didn't care. Like, I'll guess get into it. We'll probably have this, yeah. but she was, um, she was like, Oh, I'm gonna like lick your ass and do this. Like, I don't like ass play. I and mean, she's like, You don't, um. Well, no, I'm, you're into ass play. You're, what are you talking about? Then like, I started going on all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so you're like, click. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was, she was so pushy about it. And it was just kind of like, what do you mean you don't like that? You know, like, I'm like okay. <laughs> like, huh, maybe she thought you were somebody else or maybe, maybe. like. Maybe it was like first have... time caller, you know? So yeah. it was just like, I don't know. It was weird. Weird. <laughs> huh. I don't know. I feel like maybe I've done that to people before because I got the sense that they would like it. But this was off of one yeah. of those like porn mags you call in the back numbers. So it wasn't like anything legit. It was those like scammy fucking bullshit ones in the end of backs parts of the magazines. Yeah. I miss seeing those. I've always wondered what it would be like to work for one. Cause you're just like an anonymous person when like you call mm-hmm. the person. It's not like you're necessarily calling like Felicia or like whatever mm-hmm. the girl's name would be. It's like mm-hmm. hot. One nine hundred hot puss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One nine hundred <laughs> big butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. funny. But yeah, so now you know that. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, that with me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, how? Let's see, where are we at? Uh, what is the most popular fetish that you're asked for commission? Yeah, probably. I mean, like, I'm like really hairy. So, um, armpit worship, bush worship, like ass worship is insanely popular. Mm. Lots of people like ass worship. Um, usually stuff like that, or like something where I get a lot where I get to be like a bitch. Cause like, I like role play a lot that I'm like a brat or like a bitch Mm. or whatever. And like, people seem to enjoy that side of me. Um, Mm. Yeah. So things involving me, like acting my voice and then my butt, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all of that is like my most popular and probably the most content I have on the internet. It kind of like feeds itself, you know, like you give someone like a taste of what you do and then they're like, I want more, I want more, mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Uh, it kind of just like builds on itself. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I get things that are a little bit more outside of the box or like when I first started, I was like, what the hell is my niche? I don't know what I do. So I would like try a bunch of different stuff. But like lately, it's like usually customs and it's usually like ass worship mm-hmm. or yeah, bush worship, armpits, mean girl, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how close are you to the um, Pornhub jacket? never getting it never getting it <laughs> I don't see that being a thing yeah I'm really bad with uploads and stuff like I like my friend Puck is mm-hmm. incredible my friend Bianca Stone incredible 
like Bianca was the first person I ever saw with the jacket and I was like holy cow Puck has a jacket too Mm -hmm. and I know they just upload a lot they're like on top of like being on the site and things like that Mm -hmm. I don't have it in me (laughs) I don't like I really don't like I have some clips up um and then like the other sites I've worked for have put up clips as well but I just I don't know I don't see it happening like maybe one day but I am not like I would love the jacket so what what exactly gets you the jacket again something like having 200k subscribers or views Mm. or something like that I believe yeah something um where I won't be getting that anytime soon (laughs) like I have like a presence and like a profile on there and stuff but Mm -hmm. I don't do anything with it really Mm -hmm. so everyone listening view it thousands and thousands of times (laughs) robot accounts and subscribe to Felicia Fisher yeah I can show Um, you a good site to make fake emails (laughs) (laughs) please get me that jacket um yeah I don't I don't know like I would love it but like part of the reason I stuck with this so long term is because like I don't have the stamina for like doing every single fucking thing for work so it's like really nice to just like have found my groove and found my place in it doing like the phone stuff and the clips and like my websites I'm on currently and then just like rolling with that you know Mm -hmm. yeah so what are your websites like what are all your different platforms yeah um I'm on many of those Many. can I say the links um well I'm pretty sure I mean I, I don't see why not um cool. I would say maybe yeah just the websites maybe not the direct links I don't, I don't think it's fine okay. it's fine well, <laughs> like I said anything like might be an issue later we'll just have to edit out if, it, if they give a shit and we'll okay. just repost yeah um well as you all know my name is Felicia Fisher and you can find me Felicia Fisher on um many vids and clips for sale and OnlyFans and Night Flirt and Sex Panther and I Want Clips. Um, I will say many vids gets all of my clips first and mm-hmm. OnlyFans, I upload a lot of free content. Like, I don't know, I'm really bad at OnlyFans um so like I tend to just put like my newest videos up and like you pay to enter and watch my videos mm-hmm. um which I think is a great way of doing things but I know like not everybody does it that way um which is fine we all have different ways in this world um yeah I'm also on just for fans but I'm not really I just like started that but, yeah highly recommend checking out my many vids and my night flirt account mm-hmm you want to talk <laughs> yeah. uh so uh any new projects in the work when it comes to your exotic work i mean mm-hmm. i'm hmm. it's really like i feel like the horror stuff is like in the realm of more like mainstream like productions where it's like mm-hmm. things are planned out like a month in advance right and everything like multiple months in advance and stuff mm-hmm. like that but with this, like my clips and things like that, it's like, I know that myself and Little Puck are going to do another clip in our Gaslight Your Girlfriend series, mm-hmm. which is like our top selling, like knocked out of the fucking park series. Um, so we're going to be doing that soon. And I'm very excited for it. Um, I'm hoping 
to go out east in the next couple months and hopefully shoot with Freak Mob and <laughs> um, uh, J Man. If you are familiar with J Man's work, uh, I think that's the name he goes by. He's the one that does like oh, he does like crushing videos and like laptop sitting videos. And if you oh, like okay. There's like videos of me like sitting on laptops and like peeing on them and stuff. It's insane. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So that stuff. And I don't know. I'd like to do more custom videos if you all want to order customs. I feel like I consistently do several of those like a month. It's just like not a humongous production or whatever. Yeah. So I'm always doing stuff and I hope to get hit up for more. I mean, like I'm always like hitting up mainstream companies and things mm -hmm. like that. Like, but they don't necessarily always get back to me. So whatever. So there's your sporting shirts. I had a, you see that? I'm wearing the Barf Bunny shirt. Just you to kind are. Of... <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, like a torn between. I was like, degenerate's Barf Bunny shirt. I'm like, I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time I do like a interview with a visual component, I'm like, what friend am I supporting today? <laughs> like I have like. I, yeah, I try to do the same, but I'm, I don't have that many t-shirts. So I'm just like. Yeah, it's rotating like five essentially but True. what do you wear what do i wear oh when it comes to shirts like what different shirts do i have or yeah or like you don't you, you only have five t-shirts well no i mean no 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 i mean not in general i'm just like for uh, horror like and when uh, it comes okay. to sporting like when it comes to like i have cat call and like just different you know whatever i'm more yeah. meaning like for like the youtube you know persona true I no I, I i have way way too much clothes I am a, <laughs> I'm a secondhand freak. I go to consignment stores and just buy the hell out of shit. And 90% of my stuff is um, secondhand for sure. Yeah, same. I love that. Like secondhand or like friends projects. I just like support like my friends bands or like DJ stuff or like porn companies. I love it. Mm. It's great. Yeah. It's fun being able to do that. <laughs> it's really cool. <clears throat> No, it's, it's getting like kind of weird. I'm like, like going to work and like wearing certain shirts. And like, like, people are like the fuck is that? <laughs> so, have you ever worn the barf money one to sh to work? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I can't. Well, if they, I'm, I'm a server, so I'm not. I don't wear it while I'm working, but I'll wear it like when I get to work, and then while I'm like sitting there at the bar, because I, I I'm a server, so I'm at the you know. So afterwards, well, that's partially why it's hard to like ever stop drinking because it's like a service industry and drinking that just goes to hand in hand yeah so, yeah. yeah I'm very thankful to have never really worked in the service industry I have seen and heard so mm. much shit from my like people I know that have worked in bars <laughs> you can get really good money I mean for sure mm. I mean it's, it's partially why I'm still in it but it's also just yeah. like anything a trap like when you're trying to do anything else or get another job, it's like, well, I've been serving for 20 years. Like, well, what else have you done? I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, is serving like stigmatized? Do people look down on like bartenders and servers? No, I wouldn't say that. But like, but but it's it's difficult because of stable income. So like, housing could be an issue because they don't mm -hmm. see your income as stable of sorts. Because like on paper, it um it doesn't look as well because of the because you're relying a, a lot on tips uh -huh. so when it comes to the amount of money you make it looks really low but really you're making more than what's on paper a lot of times so yeah that, cash tips and that really yeah. sucks like when is our fucking country gonna get with the times and realize that we're all like in the gig economy <laughs> like we're all making tips 
That's really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, but it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see, where are we? Next page. Um, so, uh, so do you have any recommendations for anybody that's just getting into the fetish world? As a performer, you mean? Um, yeah, I mean, performer or just like, yeah. um, just recommendations of like, maybe I should have done this if I had known better, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I would, yeah, if you're be looking into becoming a performer, or if you are like a new performer, I would say definitely uh, put together a schedule, having like a regular schedule and like a set schedule, I think keeps you on track with things. I don't follow one very well these days, but like initially that's what really got me out there. Like just making sure I spent X amount of time promoting X amount of time, like being online X amount of time, like talking to people, like maintaining my websites, maintaining my social media presence and stuff. Um, diversifying your income is like number one. You definitely want to make sure you're on multiple websites. So you don't have to worry about like, if one gets taken down, your like income is gone. Like mm -hmm. if like you don't follow the TOS on a website, your shit's gone. Um, yeah. Keep your stuff spread out. Um, make sure it's something you really want to do before you get into the industry because mm. it's online forever. Like I've talked to that about that to so many people that have hit me up like, Hey, I want to make money. Hey, I want to do porn. Hey, I want to do this. Like, unless you're like covering yourself, like anything identifiable, like it's going to be out there forever and you could get recognized. So just like, be aware, like everyone in your life is going to see it one day. Yeah. Like, so maybe like, I think like there's an age. Cause I think like a lot of people like maybe get into it too young when they maybe, and that's based on the person, you know, obviously, but uh, I feel like it's, if you get it too young and they're like, oh, I'll be fine. And then you're in your thirties, like, shit, why'd I do that? And like, <laughs> yeah, kind of I thing. mean, I feel like I understand why people get into it at such a young age. Like they do need money, especially fast money. But I mean, if you're doing that, like, of course, like this would be like age 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah, yeah, that's like I mean, make but... sure that you are just playing it safe. I don't know, like maybe cover up more of yourself if you're trying to get out there and you don't know if you want to commit to it. If you do want to commit to it, just be sh like sure that you want this commitment to be involved in your life forever. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I started when I was like 20. Yeah, I was young and still feel awesome about it. I mean, I was working on like adult stores before then. So it's like, I knew I needed to be in this industry in right. some like regard. So yeah, but just make sure you think about it. You take a long think if you can. And otherwise just, yeah, try to play it safe. I don't know. Yeah. You mentioned a couple uh, other people that are in your kind of like similar line of work, but any other recommendations of uh, people that you work with or that do similar stuff? Yeah. Um, my friend, Little Puck, who I shoot with a lot. I love her. Um, definitely recommend looking up her work. She does more like cosplay stuff. Um, I've shot with Jade Luceria a lot, who's also like a hairy model that does fetish. So she's great. Um, my friend Augustine, I believe she's XO Augustine. Um, she does a lot of really fun, like fetish content. And I highly recommend checking her out. Um, I don't know. Not going to lie. I'm kind of a loner. And <laughs> a lot of my friends like are in different facets of the industry mm -hmm. so like some of them 
don't do like clips some of them are like in person or like strippers or whatever mm-hmm. like I think about my friends and I'm like who do I spend time with um who do I know um yeah I, if you go on my Twitter I have a lot of people I retweet um yeah very hot people that I retweet highly recommend finding my Twitter and looking at it if you are over the age of 18. Yeah, it seems like that's where it's like the way to go nowadays. Like I, I took me a while to get on Twitter for some reason, but definitely doing the socializing. I guess I get kicked off Facebook like so often. I'm tired of yeah. it. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of being in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of the horror community is on Facebook. And I'm just like, I don't know how you people do this. Like, this is too much. Like, I love Twitter. I think Twitter is the funniest social media platform. And it makes it worth it. Just like seeing like the pandemonium and Mm -hmm. like the titties and the jokes and the butts and the jokes. Like, it's like, yeah, one of the last open spaces on the internet, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, Discord is pretty good on that. But even that has, like, I feel like it's going to get cracked down on fairly soon yeah this part confuses me too I don't get it it took me fucking forever to like figure it all out and I'm still you know tinpoing I'm like wait I could have done that the whole time (laughs) 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 it doesn't seem very user-friendly like it's very much like you have to figure it out and I don't have the time for that well it was created by a bunch of gamers so they're all into like complex Mm -hmm. thinking and form so they you know it's fine to them but like anybody that's not a gamer or not into you know doing all this like what (laughs) yeah so um so what got you into um true crime yeah um okay so I always really been into like creepy stuff like when I was like a kid like way too young like five I would watch like paranormal investigation shows and stuff like that. Like I loved it. Like it always was just so interesting to me to like be like a little scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had a really lo- rough childhood after that. And like, I, I don't know. I think when podcasts really became really popular back in like 2017, it felt like um, I started finding like true crime podcasts and I would just like binge listen to them. And then I started watching like the investigation discovery shows, like all of that. And there's something that I spoke to, like I spoke to my therapist about it and she's like, it's probably like, I don't know. It confirms how people can really be awful. It confirms that there are people in the world that are capable of doing atrocious things. Like you're not crazy for thinking (laughs) that people can be very dangerous and awful. Like there are very dangerous and awful people out there and it's like right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that really resonated with me. And then (laughs) from there, I don't know, like I just went through like a really long period where I would like watch all the investigation discovery shows, like watch all those types of like shows, listen to the podcasts. And now, like, I don't watch the true crime reenactment shows as much. I get really into, like, the nice big budget, like, uh, docu-series and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I still have, like, 10 different true crime podcasts I cycle through in a week. But (laughs) it's less intense now. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there was, like, people in my life that were, like, true crime is problematic. True crime is this 
why do you like true crime? And like, I do understand ethically why true crime is kind of like a weird thing, you know, like why maybe having this person's information out there for the entire world to digest after something awful happened to them isn't the best thing. Well, it's educational. It's like you can learn how to like survive, really. I mean, because that's things like, well, maybe avoid doing this and this and and see that this person's potentially a silly killer because they have this, this, and this that based on this case. And so you start case studying shit and like, sort of, you know, yeah. it's almost like protecting yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it can be helpful for that. I've also seen the counter argument that can we like have this conversation or like, are you trying to like wrap it up soon? No, i fun. Yeah. I've seen the counter argument that in the world that we're in right now, we really shouldn't be thinking like this. Like, thinking that people are like amateur sleuths or whatever um, because it feeds into the QAnon bullshit. It feeds into the trafficking bullshit. It's all conspiracy theories. Like nobody is trained to actually look into these things and think like, hey, that person's trafficking. That person's doing this. Like life doesn't work that way. Life isn't that black and white, you know? Um, And also like, I think that it, I've seen that like it creates like an uptick in like the whole missing white woman thing. People seem to focus solely on like the Gabby Petito case when there are like tons of like missing like black and brown girls in the US, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like people will profile like a person of color, like thinking like that person's trafficking, that person's doing this because they look shady. And then they feel like they can post their information online or call the police because mm-hmm. they feel like scared because they've like taken in so much information like that, you know? Like, yeah, I think absolutely. I think there's, like, a whole thing with it, and I've thought about it a lot because I do really like true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I take a lot of the bullshit with a grain of salt, but, I mean, as somebody, like, I listen to, like, certain true crime podcasts, and I'm like, wow, things like that happened to me, and mm-hmm. they're saying this person's awful. That feels really good. Mm-hmm. That feels really good. And, like, there's also just something, like, really soothing about just, like, having hours and hours and hours of content where someone is just like talking at you like about something awful and like it all follows the same rhythm that's why I like it but I do agree it's like problematic at times but a lot of things are problematic <laughs> like come on <laughs> like what are some of your favorite podcasts about true crime Okay, my number one favorite podcast is Hollywood Crime Scene. I love Hollywood Crime Scene. Um, Hello, Desi and Rachel. Um, We've interacted on Twitter.com, and I love them. Um, They've gotten me through so much hard stuff, and Rachel is part of the reason why I, like, started my sobriety journey. She's, like, one of the first people I ever, like, saw that seemed really, really cool that was, like, sober. So, love Hollywood Crime Scene. Um, And... (laughs) I really like the Vanished podcast. Um, I will listen to Crime Junkie, even though I'm not really part of the Crime Junkie fandom. Um, I like Let's Get Haunted. I like, what else? I'll listen to the last podcast, although they're not like my absolute favorite. Um, Like, I don't know. Uh, I also really like gossip podcasts. (laughs) So I listen, there's one called Lay Do You Remember This? And there's another called Dumois that I've recently gotten into. Yeah. Hollywood drama. And I, I need to listen to more podcasts. It's funny because even though I'm technically do podcasts, I don't listen to any podcasts. Yeah. And maybe I should, you know, just for, you know, not necessarily, you know, just for reference and kind of getting the idea of what's out there. 
So. Yeah. I mean, there's some. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. You know, but I listen to people that are in my group that are on Discord and things like that, and other people are kind of doing what I do, but not when it comes to true crimes and all this stuff. But. Yeah, I I highly recommend Hollywood Crime Scene as like a jumping off point for like people okay. that aren't your friends because like it feels like you're just talking and hanging out with your friends listening to them. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, I feel you. Um, so I'm gonna kind of go into some like your favorite, you know, um, things. I asked a couple already, but um, but so what are some of your favorite TV shows? Yeah. Um, no, I recently experienced my TV watching Renaissance in the last couple couple years. <laughs> I didn't really watch TV before COVID, and then I got like deeply into it. Um, I really like you. Mm. Favorite incredible series what is that um, one about oh my god it's about <laughs> it's about this guy who is like obsessed with this girl and he starts stalking her and he starts like killing people like kidnapping and killing people in mm-hmm. her life to get closer to her mm-hmm. big like psychological mind fuck it was originally on the lifetime channel so mm. you know it's bad it's really what's it on now it's on uh netflix okay I love it. Um, I also really like The Sopranos, mm. uh, of course, classic. And mm. I recently finished Sex in the City, like mm. watching the whole thing. It was great. Um, yeah, I like like really like like series shows that you can get deeply into like the world. Usually like drama mm. or like something that's like crimey drama. Yeah. yeah. So now we're gonna get into your. Um, so I know you said you're not like the biggest into horror but you know so what is your three favorite horror movies i would say probably oh my god i'm gonna get called a basic bitch um, <laughs> i really liked carrie the original one um i really liked the shining and i really liked this movie called deranged about um serial killer dude from milwaukee i'm blanking not milwaukee yeah deranged um, is great yeah okay so i mm. had like a double feature dvd when i was mm. like in seventh grade that like my dad like I, yeah. and i watched it and I there's some it. great one-liners like when he's talking with his mother it was like it's so <laughs> fucking funny right like, yeah it's gonorrhea yeah no like, there's so many good one-liners in that fucking movie it's yeah no that one's great no actually i think that's a solid good three i mean shining is legendary i love movies that like you can't really fully comprehend and it leaves it open-ended you know it's like yeah. yeah and that's just a classic so no i think it's a great choice um so what is your favorite non-horror three favorite non-horror uh go the 1999 oh, yeah. like i watched that every christmas like i love it yeah that is a great movie i haven't seen that in forever it's um, a christmas movie but it's not a christmas movie but it's a christmas movie. Uh, yeah. it's incredible mm-hmm. um i hate christmas but i love that movie mm-hmm. um polyester was mm-hmm. John Waters. John Waters movie I ever watched yeah. and like transformative mm-hmm. um you know I like really like Greg Araki and I've watched so many of his movies over and over I think I'm past the point of saying they're my favorite Uncut Gems has become a comfort movie for me mm-hmm. I love Uncut Gems 
Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh my god! I'm surprised Gummo didn't make your list. I like Gummo, and I like Kids. Kids was mm-hmm. another one. Bully. Bully's cool. That. Bully. Is That's like a Florida. A- That's all based on Florida. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a movie I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad Renfro is a really interesting person too. Yeah. Like, no, I saw yeah. Bully right after living in Florida for a quick bit, so that like oh. definitely like hit me. I was like, oh yeah, these are the, it hit at the it hit the the type of mentality of some of the people there. It hit it pretty well. Yeah. Like it felt like Florida. <laughs> I could see Watch it. That movie. I haven't spent um I've spent time there, but I haven't gotten that deep with the locals. But I can only yeah. This is a long time. I, I think it was eighth or ninth grade when I lived in Florida, but it was a quick bit. I lived in Clearwater, like kind of. 45 minutes out of Tampa. It's close to Tampa. Yeah, I've been by there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I really like, like, Larry Clark and Harmony Korine and, like, Greg Araki. But, I mean, when it comes to movies that, like, I feel like I watched those so much when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. when it comes to movies that, like, I can still, like, sit down and watch and be like, damn, I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, those three have been, like, top tier for a while. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, I think that's pretty much it. You pretty much uh, asked my questions. Yeah. But no, but I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. Is there, unless there's anything you want to touch on before we go or you want to bring any promotion on anything? I feel like I talked your ear off. <laughs> I feel, thank you for letting me go on my little tangents about like sex work and things. Um, I hope it was entertaining. Um, I am so nice. Um, yeah, I guess if you are above the age of 18, um, and if you are not, you shouldn't be watching this. Um, but if you are, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Felicia Fisher X. Um, from there, you'll find my links and stuff like that. My mini vids, my night flirt, all of that jazz, my own fans. Um, I don't know. Up. I like... <laughs> <laughs> always looking to do calls always looking to do customs mm-hmm. um always looking to talk mm-hmm. yeah well, cool. that's it yeah and I, I look forward to the new release what's the title again sorry i'm so bad about the jonathan doe's new title yeah porcelain doll uh erratic grotesque nonsense three defilement of a porcelain doll yeah it's a it's a definitely a word, word yeah but that's cool no i'm i'm Glad for that. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, when it gets released and we can maybe do a screening. So, I would love that. Yeah, um, Puck has been in the same room when I've done a screening for you, actually. Oh, um, cool. So she knows like what it looks like and stuff. So I would. Oh, love cool. Yeah, maybe you can get. It. Yeah, I love I love for that. I think more the merrier and on stuff like yeah. that. So, like the first one we did, I wish I recorded that Barf Bunny one. To be honest, because it was so cool to have. You, Marcus, Jesse, like Jonathan, yeah. like all talking together. That was a really cool experience. So, yeah. thanks well, for I'm that. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm down to do it again whenever the movie comes out. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, thanks again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs>